Roadman, it's stage 7 of the Vuelta a España. Let's cue that intro. The big question is this. How do we use cycling as a tool to improve our health, our happiness and our longevity? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Anthony Walsh and welcome to the Roadman Podcast. Roadman, it is stage seven of the Vuelta a España. We are going 152 kilometers from a place that sounds like a narcotic, Gangia, to Balkan de Alicante. It was savage today to see fans back on the side of the road. For so long, we've had fans blocked off, not being able to go and see sporting events, and particularly bike races, which we all love. But it's amazing to see them lying in the final climb again today. Warmed my little heart a little bit. We raced through Calpe today, and it's a place I've been to, to do a little bit of pre-season training, but it's also been a place that nearly every professional in that peloton would have been time and time again. The Hotel Diamante, I think it's called. And yeah, I don't know if it's cheap accommodation or what brings people back to Calpe. It's certainly not variety in the climbs, because there's about two there. Called the Rats is a famous one. And you know, the ride, the riding there is okay, but it, there's much nicer riding in Catalonia. I would guess it's cheap and there's very little distraction around for the lads. Today we had definitely some drama in the non-racing sense because uh, Valverde exited the race and he slid off on a descent. It was about 40 kilometers into the stage. He went down a ravine almost and it looked like it could have been really bad. He got helped up by one of his teammates, immediately going to clutch the collarbone. It looked bad, it really did. And he tried to ride and then he stopped again and he abandoned and then it was just this flood of emotion and as a bike fan i actually felt that emotion as well for and you're conflicted if you even want to see those pictures of valverde the picture it was like a, a peeping tom shot it it came through the trees in this sort of you know secret cam footage of valverde slumped over the bike and emotional like he's been such a great champion i know years back he had the dope and stuff but you know you know i'm just forgive and forget on that stuff because if you're going to have a ban and serve the ban and still have judgment after that, I don't know what the point of the ban is. So I'm happy to absolve him of his sins once he served his ban. But to watch him there slumped over his bike. And I'd say a lot of the emotion for him was he's probably unsure if this is going to be his last Vuelta a España. There's talk maybe he'll ride one more year. He's 42 now, which is gives hope gives hope to us all he's 42 and he's still riding at the top level it's only two years ago since he was world champion don't forget so we hope he does one more year and we specifically hope he does one more vuelta another one that was strange today hugh carty abandoned uh, for no visible signs of illness or injury i'm not entirely sure what the issue was there he was toured in last year's vuelta and he won that massive crazy stage up the ongerloo so, yeah, disappointing to see him there, and I'm sure he's disappointed. He lost a lot of time yesterday, so I don't know. That's got to be hard to take as well. One of the hard things to watch about Valverde crashing out today is movie star were actually playing their tactics great. I talked on yesterday's podcast about how they were poised with three in the top four to make the race difficult, and that's what they were doing. Valverde was on the attack with Carapaz when he crashed. So it's just, yeah, it's extra shit. Uh, we had a big break up the road today and we had friend of the show, Neo Pro, Jay Vine up the break. And then the break split and we had Sivakov, former Tour of Eleven Year winner. We had Michael Storer, former FBD on Post Ross winner. 
we had Carlos Verona from Movie Star also up there when it split. And they were the three that animated it at the front. And Astana were doing a lot of the damage for a good while back in the bunch on that last eight kilometer climb. But the climb really got spicy and where I think it got serious was about five kilometers to go. It turned off the main climb onto this narrow little climb. And it actually reminded me of years ago, I was out in Tenerife, probably 2015, 2016. I was out in Tenerife training and I found a climb like that and honestly, it's the first time, I, the first and only time I ever had to get off a bike and walk up a climb. It was just every time I turned a corner, it was 15%. Next corner, 15%. I had no idea where the top was and I was just like, fuck this. Foot went down and I was like, I'm rolling back down the other side. Never made the top. It could have even been that climb. No, it wasn't that climb because it was Tenerife, but it looked very, very similar. So I felt for the lads on that 5k because some of the pitches on it were nasty and Michael Storer animated the front of the race. He attacked Verona and Sivakov and he was too strong for them. But a mark of how steep that climb was, you see in Michael Storer and he was having to do a postman. Do you ever watch a postman getting up the local hill? He can't go straight up it so he has to he has to flatten out the gradient by going a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right and he makes this wavy motion going up the climb. Storer was like that. That's how steep it was. I haven't seen a professional bike rider at the front of a race doing that in forever. So Storer took it home. A massive win for the DSM man. Really pulled the season out of the bag for them. And it has to be the second most important victory of his life, obviously, after he won that stage four of the Ross into Bunkrana back in 2017, etched in every cycling fan's memory. Verona rocked up in second, uh, Sivakov toured, and there was no real drama in the group of favourites behind. There was no attacking. It was just the terrain done a bit of a sorting out. Adam Yates seemed to be riding a bit of tempo for the rest of the group, and he just sat on the front and rode this tempo that it was only actually Roglic, uh, Yates, obviously, Lopez, Bernal, Dela Cruz, Einar Mas were the only ones who could follow this tempo. Everyone else was gapped off, like notably uh, Landa dropped, which is disappointing for him after crashing out of the tour. Guillaume Martin, Carapaz, Vlasov, you know, everyone. And tomorrow we're back into the hills again. So what we have in GC at the moment is it's Roglic. Groschatner, he was in the remnants of that breakaway, the Sivakov group, and he didn't make the front three split, but he held on and, you know, obviously stayed quite far in front of the bunch to move up to second on GC. Only missed the, the I was almost going to call it the Maglia Rosa, almost missed the leader's jersey. Uh, he only missed it by eight seconds. That would have been a career-defining moment for him. So, you know, a difficult name to pronounce, so I'm glad he's not in the red there. Gross shot there. <laughs> I wouldn't have liked him in the red for the next week, trying to say that name. Oinerk uh, Mass is at 25 seconds, and Superman Lopez uh, is at 36 seconds. We're into the mountains again tomorrow. We're into the mountains again the next day. So it's, yeah, there's a lot of bike racing to be done before the rest day. Uh, Roadmen, if you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, all those places, take a second and like and review the podcast. It only takes two seconds, but it really helps the ratings and the deliverability and all that algorithm stuff, or so I'm told. Follow us over on Instagram. There's always good stuff going on over there. It's roadman.cycling. And also, if you're not listening on the podcast, you could be listening on video at the moment because we've started putting it out onto Instagram TV, uh, Facebook, and Twitter. So you could be listening in any of those places. There you go. We're constantly evolving, Roadman. Constantly evolving. Growing and evolving. Roadman, thanks for listening to my ramblings on this Stage 7 of the Vuelta. Enjoy another mountainous Stage 8 tomorrow. Ride safe, and I'm going to catch up with you then. 
Okay, stop what you're doing. It's Anthony again. I want to talk to you for one second about the next step in the Roadman journey. I'm laying down a challenge for you. It's called the eight week challenge. So for eight weeks, I'm challenging you to be the very best version of yourself, whatever that is. For eight weeks, I want to take you under my wing and I want to personally build for you a customized training plan on our analytics platform. This plan is going to be laser focused on your goal and I'm going to navigate around your life, your work, your social commitments. So don't worry about what your circumstances are right now. I remember after I took some time out of cycling, I went off and thought I was Billy Big Businessman. I came back and I realized I wanted to get into cycling, but I knew after a bit, the training alone, it actually wasn't making me any fitter. I needed an entire system. It needed a 360 overhaul. So for the first time ever, I want to share with you this exact system I used to get back in shape. I'm talking stuff like, I'm going to give you my morning routines, the cold therapy I use, the cookbooks and recipes I used, and even the motivational audios I listen to to get back on track. So right now, what I want you to do is pause this audio, go to www.roadmancycling.com forward slash eight week, or check out the link in the bio, click that. So one more time, it's roadmancycling.com forward slash eight week. Chat to you all soon.